Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. I don't know about you guys. When I think about the United States of America and which state I would most like to live in where the nicest, most polite and educated people are, I usually think of New Jersey. Oh, really? As last. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, New Jersey strikes me as a place that just, the people there seem like they are more offensive than average. But not the New Jersey people who live here and listen to us. They yeah. don't count. We love we're, them. we're not talking about you guys. Yeah. 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 This is those New Jersey people that still live there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but apparently some of the people in New Jersey are a little obnoxious. Um, you may have seen back in the day, Jersey Shore kind of gave that stereotype oh, to everyone. Snooki. Look, she watched it. Jay Wow. I loved it. Stop okay. judging me. <laughs> Who was the guy on there? Which one? Okay. Holy D. And one, <laughs> my bad. Yeah, I'm reminiscing. Mm-hmm. No, That's fine. Get right ahead. I'm enjoying <laughs> this. Um, but apparently they have trouble when they go to their Little League baseball games, too, and they are pretty rude to the umpires. Well, who isn't? So a town in New Jersey has already had several umpires quit after being harassed by parents, so they've come up with a new rule. Okay. If you're caught berating an umpire during a game... You'll be banned from the complex unless you agree to suit up as an umpire yourself and call three games. (laughs) Okay. The idea is if you're such a know-it-all, grab some gear, step behind the plate, and prove how great you are, and you'll get to experience what it's like to be harassed from the stands, and maybe you won't do it anymore. I don't know whose side I'm on on this one. Really? Yeah. Well, the fact is, I think the parents will get in there, and now their kid's team's going to win because they're going to make all the calls for that team. <laughs> they should be charged well, with like, a felony. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> These umpires are volunteers a lot of times. And okay. I told you the time I was at a girls' lacrosse team yeah. playing, mm-hmm. parents were just just yelling at that ump, and so were their 10-year-old kids. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's the epitome of redneck right there in front of us. And I'm like, they're going to start a fight. Well, Hawk, I kind of agree with you. There are two sides to this story because I have watched games with horrible, horrible officiating, and it's frustrating. Well, and you get that too, but I'm like, the referees or the umpires here, big babies. Because how many years in the world of sports have people yelled at umpires? That's what it is. That's part of your job. People are going to be yelling at you for making bad calls. That's the way. I mean, don't be a baby about it and go, wow, okay, you know hot. what? <laughs> if you 
can't handle a couple parents shouting at you. Like, come on. Now, I agree with you as long as that's all it is. Now, if they start getting to where they're disrupting the game and they're causing but if it's just an off, offside remark here or there and yeah. it's not grossly offensive like F-bombs yeah, and stuff. Yeah, I agree. How many games, Little League games, have you been to? I've played Little League. I'm, how many yeah. now? <laughs> Times have changed. Well, People I, are rude I now. was at foot, plenty of football games the past few years. Okay, yeah, because yeah. I've been to a lot of them. And every one of them, there's always those parents that just – first off, my family gets loud. They don't yell at the umpire. So they you're talking about at, your family now. No, I'm, oh. just, I'm just saying I get embarrassed. I can only imagine being a part of a family where they're actually mad and mean to he, the umpire. He just said his family's a bunch of felons is what he said. <laughs> no, they, they, don't, they don't get on the umpire. They yell at, they yell at my ne- nephews and nieces like, straighten up, get the ball. Oh, my God. Isn't that the worst? When it's, you're the kid and you're like, I'm trying my best. I'm four. I hate parents There was a moth. I got distracted. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. That was me. Well, yeah. a lot of people, too. I mean, they, they think their son or daughter is going to be like uh, in that, Michael Jordan. The Olympics. Yeah, the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> so they put a lot of pressure on them. I don't agree with that either. So I'm, I'm on both sides here. Like, back off parents, because I was at one, I was a Christian football game. Wow, see. It was a Christian football game, and this lady was, like, yelling at him. Like, come on, game. you can't see nothing there, ref. It's funny. Wow. Are you blind? And I'm like, come on. It's a game. When people do think their kids are going to be the next all-star, and it's like your kid just hit the ball and ran straight to third. Maybe lower your <laughs> yeah. expectations a little bit. Yeah, well, especially at that age. Yeah. I think you should be able to yell at your kid if they do that, though. Oh, my dad but, did. But when the referees or the umpires here are going, you know, you you and I and I think it's great for them to put on the suit and try to because it's a hard job too yeah to to make the calls and now you most know. of them I think get paid too it's not well, just volunteer yeah so I I feel like like we watch some volleyball stuff and you're like you just wanted to go over and go I don't want to yell at you but I want to ask you what rule you thought that was because some of these rules are very simple. And they wouldn't get it right. Even all the kids on the thing would be like, coach or the or ref, and they would pull on the net to show that the other person had pulled on the net during the play, which you're not allowed to do. And these people wouldn't see it. And sometimes it is obvious those umps are being paid off. There's a big rivalry back home. And I watched that game. My uh, niece was playing basketball. And there were so many times they were body checking and all this stuff. And the ref, w- I, I'm telling you, he was just like, Look at the ceiling. The ceiling is so nice. I'm like, you're not going to call anything. <laughs> okay, Hawk, I'm on the ref side now. Yeah, I know. I know. The big baby side, according to Hawk. You, you can't win. <laughs> no, no, don't paint me out to be bad. I I, just, you sounded bad when you said Well, it. you did too when you said everybody's a felon. Yeah. yeah. I guess that they should be charged with a felon. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're not felons till they make the mistake of yelling at the umpire. I, they're still not felons, thankfully, but I would like to say I don't agree with anybody that's spoken in this room. <laughs> <laughs> It's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. Well, Tom, just a few days ago you were telling us that we heard 31% of people admit to actually trying to close an elevator door on someone's face. So they're running towards the elevator, Mm -hmm. and that person's purposely pushing those buttons, which they say they really don't do anything. Uh, They do. To slam the door in the person's face trying to get on the elevator. Which I have done. And the doors glitched and opened back up, and it was a very awkward ride after that. Well, sure it is. <laughs> you know what you do? You just say, I was trying to press the door open button. 
I just started panicking. You know me. Well, yeah, I'm a good liar. <laughs> now there's more news on our doorway etiquette. I was quite shocked. You know, there's people that have become mean here lately. 29% of Americans admit to deliberately not holding a door open for someone else when they were close by. <laughs> I'm That's like, rude. Uh, yeah. You know what's weird? I'll always ho- hold the door open, but I will always shut the elevator door. Which makes absolutely no sense. Hmm, okay. Well, the good news is 62% claim they always hold the door open for someone if they are coming. And I think about most of the time, for me, it's like at a convenience store because there's a lot of people going in and out. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I have to weigh in what is the like uh, step to door ratio of that person or how far behind me are they? I'm like, because you don't want to be in that awkward moment where you're standing there for like 10 minutes and <laughs> waiting for that person to come through, unless they're an old person. It also <laughs> depends on whether, how attractive they are and like whether you, okay. the gender is the same. Oh, really? I, I do it for guys, too? Yeah, not yeah. as much. You know when they start doing that awkward jog that you've put them in that situation? You're like, I should have just left Yeah, the when they're kind of shuffling yeah. along there. You're then, like, sorry, sorry. <laughs> but then you can't close it. Because yeah. you have actually forced them to do extra work and exercise that day. It it's would like, be funny to shut it once they start jogging. Oh, now that's not good, but it would be kind of funny to do that, like to someone that's way far off, like at the gas pumps, and they're walking towards the door, and you just stand there and open it and look at it and get eye, eye contact with them, like, hustle it up now, come on here. I'm looking at your watch, like, come on. Me, <laughs> that would be funny. I know it wouldn't phase you, Tom. I would just keep on shuffling along. <laughs> okay. Because I'm like, I'm not going to run just because you held the door. Okay. No. And I, what I hate is when I don't notice someone right up on me. Yeah. And I go in and let the door close and look <laughs> back and they're trying to grab it. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm uh, sorry. I didn't it happens to do at that. church sometimes. And you get stuck there sometimes because you become the door person for everybody. <laughs> and about 13 people walk through and you're just waiting. Well, sometimes I'll open the door and let people go in. You know, usually I'll open it and go in myself. Yeah. And let hold it for them behind me. But sometimes I'll just step back. Welcome to Cracker Barrel. That's what I'll tell them. <laughs> yeah. You can be a door greeter. Well, the least, uh, the people least likely to hold the door open are men under 45. Wow, that's surprising to me. That's the group who should be most likely. Yeah. Does it feel weird, though, like if the girl or the woman's holding the door for you as a guy? Yeah. 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 I, I would usually just hold it and go, go ahead. Yeah, exactly. Now, you had that one woman call you out that time. I was a Red Lobster. <laughs> she was like, I can open my own doors. Thank you very much. Yeah, you were the Red Lobster greeter. And I was like, well, you go right ahead. So you let her open the door. You just put like your hands up like you're. No, getting... it was an ugly scene. Please tell me you shut the door and was like, fine, then get it. I said, you know what? I was just trying to be a gentleman. She was, just went off on me. Okay. Oh, wow. yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was, it was really It uh, was weird. Awkward. It was an awkward story. <laughs> yeah. But Fun I times. didn't back down. I was like, this is, I'm sorry, but you can be a feminist somewhere else besides Red Lobster, I guess. You're giving Red Lobster a bad name. It had nothing to do with Red Lobster. That's just where it happens. You should have put a crab, like, or, 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 not the crab, but uh, a lobster. Just a t- and have it like a lobster attack on her. Grab one of them out of that tank and That's just chase dumb. her around the restaurant. You know what? She was the crab. She was crabby. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Tom. Uh, I don't even know what to say. But most likely to hold the door open are older gentlemen. So the oh, old yeah. grandpas out there, they say, are the ones that are going to hold the door open for females. That's because they're old school. They learn chivalry. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them are pervs, too. And 48% of people think someone has deliberately not held the door for them. So they're upset about that. You know what? They shut that door on me on purpose. 
Probably. Yeah. And then 33% of people say it's never okay to choose not to hold the door open for someone. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what that means, but I think it, it's yeah, not that, your problem to judge someone else. It, they, okay. If someone decides they don't need to hold the door for someone, that's their business, not for you to say it's never okay. You but don't when, know. But when they're right behind you and you turn around and you grab the door and pull it back in going, no! Yeah. <laughs> that's not the same that's as rude. just choosing not to hold it for them. And there's always that weird, awkward moment, too, when it's like push or pull, and you're supposed to be pulling when you're pushing and pushing when you're pulling, and you're trying to open yeah, the door, confusing. and the person's like, can you, can you not open a door? <laughs> there's only signs that could help in that situation that said push or pull. You know what? What? You 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 are the crab Shut today. The door. Yeah, Shut I'm the door. going to. Where's that door? <laughs> Walk out right there. And we'll shut it behind you. It's the Hawk and Tom Show on B ninety three point seven. Okay, I've had a couple of things here. I've been looking at talking about, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to narrow it down to the best one. Uh, and it it looks to me like I'm going to have to go with a story. Let's play the game. Uh, I don't know. I think I'm just going to go with this one because okay. it is interesting. A guy is suing a psychic, and I always find that interesting <laughs> okay. because you think the psychic would have known this was coming and avoided it. <laughs> but this guy is suing a psychic who supposedly has a Ph.D., Wow. So you're, you're thinking this is a psychic, at least it's got some credentials behind him. Is that a Pickens High School diploma? <laughs> I always wonder what that stood for. Yeah, so I guess the P is for psychic. Mm, yeah? Yeah. That's, I don't think that's really what it is. I mean, do, do any psychics have a PhD? Like, honestly. Well, this one. Yeah. I, you got to prove that. I want to okay. see the paper. Well, I want to go down to school and talk to him. <laughs> a guy in Los Angeles just filed his third lawsuit against oh the psychic for defrauding him out of $1,000 and causing him emotional distress. Why does he keep going back? I don't really know. I mean, I think he has a, a good enough reason, though, because his ex-girlfriend put a curse on him so he wants to get that curse off oh no mm. and i guess that's a reason to go back uh he basically <laughs> went to the psychic named sophia adams which he found through google mm-hmm. she had a phd which required special schooling mm. so he chose her because if you're going to choose a psychic why not get one with a phd and uh it turns out she said she could remove the curse mm-hmm. he just had to purchase a five thousand dollar crystal from her wow <laughs> so he gave her a one thousand dollar down payment and took the crystal and i know this is probably gonna come as a shock but the crystal didn't do anything oh no mario mario or whatever his name is thinks he's been duped uh so he's demanding twenty five thousand dollars in damages and uh, her lawyers say that she did not swindle him, and if he gives the crystal back, he'll get his money back. Mm. Um, okay. So I guess she's, you know, basically saying, "Hey, give me the crystal back, and I'll give you your thousand dollars back." Well, what? Well, I mean, what curse is going on? Is my that's what I'm thinking? Like, how does he know the curse is not lifted? Or and how'd she do it? Which curse? <laughs> Seems like when she became his ex, the curse was lifted. <laughs> well, it may have been the other way around. Maybe it was a curse on her yeah, when, yeah. when this moron wasn't dating her anymore. So apparently the ex, in answer to your question, Tori, hired a witch to place the curse on him. So they are keeping the psychic and witch community well employed. Yeah. I think these two sound like a match made in heaven. I know. Or I somewhere know. else. But uh-huh. you know what? That stuff is real. Like you, you, people, Which part? They, they cast spells oh and all gosh. that stuff. 
Well, like, you, I believe in that uh, witchcraft and the satanic stuff that goes really? on. Do you really? Yes. I think that the devil is at work, and people call on, on his name and wow. worship, worship him, devil Learn worshipers. Learn things every day. Well, I think, well, here's what happens, see. I think some of these people in this arena or this realm— they, arena. Yeah. <laughs> Get into the arena. Yeah, it's like uh, the Harry Potter <laughs> witchcraft I don't know stuff. if he's being honest or not. Okay, what do you mean? I don't know if you're being serious. Well, you know there's angels and demons. I so. don't think that they interact in the way like you're describing very often, if at all, in this world. Go to Noah. Wow. So you don't believe there's I mean, angels? Like, I, I believe there's angels. I don't believe that anyone's hiring a witch to place a curse on me that actually does a thing. I just need to know which crystal were witch. you swindled witch. into buying, Hog? Because it seems like you maybe fell for the witch stuff. A I think bit. you guys can make fun of me. Was it's, it amethyst? It's, it's real. I'm no. with you, Hawk. Uh-uh. It's real. Yeah, you go to New Orleans, go into those witch doctors' stores, and they're that's serious. Voodoo. You, I mean, voodoo, that's yeah. Different. The witch doctors. There's stuff even on TikTok wish. right now. You watch videos, and there's like these goat heads and stuff, and they're doing rituals and stuff, and that's not you. It said that the the Bible says flee from that stuff. We're talking yeah. about the witches, yeah. though. Is yeah, that I don't think those people actually have any idea what they're doing, or nor do they have any power with it. They just basically doing stupid stuff they think works <laughs> not to mention the conjuring amityville horror based on true stories yeah. those documentaries yeah they are the documentaries I realize <laughs> that okay I, I know you you're skeptical of some of that stuff but you well, don't think anybody even playing around with that stuff i don't think it's like ouija board i think it's all nonsense i will say when we went to new orleans of uh, we walked into a voodoo store just to like see and he came out and within seconds was like you need to work on your confidence and this and that. And I was like, am I that obvious? Probably or are you to that someone good? who's trained to no, spot that sort of thing. Yes. To be honest, mm-hmm. we see that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even have to pay us. Oh my gosh, are you a professional? Yeah. Tom, you'll find out when you get down there. It's real. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I believe that part's real. I just don't think these people thinking they're controlling it here are real. Oh, but, demons um, in this room some mornings. Well, oh, wow. That's, that's just what I ate Mexican the night before. <laughs> it shocks me, though, that you don't believe that yeah. people toying around with that stuff because wow. you're the smartest guy, one of the smartest guys I know. Well, it shocks me that you believe they actually have anything to do with it that's real. I think it's all a bunch of scams so to make money. your prayers don't matter? That has nothing to do As I with said, angels and casting demons. a spell on somebody. Well, okay, but I'm, you're saying that specific thing doesn't work. But these I, people that are out there doing that stuff. I don't think any of it. Having these is, witch covens and stuff. And yeah, I don't think any of that stuff's real. Okay, I saw well, American Horror Story. It looked legit. <laughs> So no. now you got another conspiracy <laughs> theory person on your side over here. It's not a conspiracy. Yeah. It's in the Bible. I feel like I'm in one of these movies where I'm about to get absorbed into Satan's belly or something. We're waiting. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you like Harry Potter, too. Lord, forgive him. Um, I don't think it's real, though. I don't think that one's real. (laughs) 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 It's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. Well, we're talking about a guy who got ripped off by a psychic. At least he claims so. He uh, paid about paid $1,000 down on a crystal that cost 5000 to get rid of a curse that his girlfriend hired a witch to put on him. Yeah. And that did not work. So he is suing the psychic for not giving him a good crystal. Now, we kind of got into uh, an argument. And just to clarify, Tom, I kind of see what you're saying. There are some scammers out there that say they're witches or they're psychics or whatever that's trying to make a buck. Okay. But then we started talking about angels and demons. And I believe in that stuff. Okay. But there's, I know there's shysters out there that's trying to just take people's money. Like, I think this 
psychic who had a PhD might be doing that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we may not have been as far apart as we originally thought then. Yeah. yeah. But um, there's a lot of people calling in right now with some stories about whether they've experienced something like this. So we're going to take those calls and talk about them at 800-386-0937. Good morning. I, I just had a story I wanted to share with you guys. Okay. Um, Okay, so when I was 14 years old, I was kidnapped. Wow. And I I was taken, so I was on the debate team, and we were going to have a lock-in. I was super excited. My friend, uh, my mom sent me to her house. Her stepdad was going to take us to the school, and she said, hey, my boyfriend's going to come over to the school and hang out for a few. Do you want to come out and join me? And I'm like, yeah, as long as, you know, we're in the school on time, because I was super excited. So we go outside to the parking lot, and we see, we get into this car, this big old ugly hoopty car, and there's two guys in this car. One of them's her boyfriend, the other one's his friend, and I get into the back seat, and he says, you're sitting on our rope. Well, there was clothes everywhere, so I'm just like, okay, you people are just, you know. And I said, well, I'm sorry, and he said, that's okay, I just didn't know how your God would feel about it. And so I turn around, and I said, well, my God forgives, and... I was 14. I didn't know anything. So they ended up taking me against my will. Um, They took me to all of these places. Back then, there was no cell phones. Right. There was just pagers, right? Old school. And so they just kept taking me to all of these places. And so they finally took me to this cave, which, unbeknownst to me, they called the Gates of Hill. So when I walk into this cave... um, it was in September in the Midwest, and it was, you know, it was cool outside, but it was warmer in the cave. They, they had some lights set up and already by the time we got there, and when I walked in, I started shivering, and almost like I was speaking in tongue, I, I didn't know what was going on, and I completely lost consciousness. When I came to, I was about... 50 feet away from, maybe a lot more, away from them. And I was standing on this this concrete, like, dry patch of concrete uh, in the cave. And surrounding my entire body was this purplish, glitterish, glittery, um, transparent substance, all, like, in a cylinder, all the way around my body, all the oh. way up to the top of the cave. Wow. When I, when, that's when I came to, like, conscious, you know, my conscious came to. And I looked over, and I saw them standing there. And I was by myself, you know, on the side of the cave. And I, I was thinking to myself, what is this? And I didn't we are hear too. anything. But I, <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but I remember feeling this feeling on my arm. And then I, in my head, I just hear, look to their faces for your answer. So I looked at them again, and, and then I realized their jaw, I mean, they were, like, totally in shock from what they were seeing. And so it stayed that way for a few minutes, I, I don't know, and it went away. And I walked back over to them, and I didn't say a word. I didn't know what to do. I was terrified. And they said, um, you know what that was, don't you? And I said, no. And the guy, the, her boyfriend said, that was uh, God telling you you're with bad people. And they took me back to my school. When I got out of the car, my feet never touched the ground. I ran straight to the school. Literally, my feet never touched the ground. And it <clears throat> turns out they were fifth high priest Satan worshipers. My friend set me up to be taken that night oh. so that they could sacrifice me. 
Oh, my God. And really? if that hadn't have happened to me, they would have done what they took me there to do. Oh. My friend was, I never saw her again. She was put into a psychiatric facility. Seems um, reasonable. <laughs> and, and so now, as an adult, I, I always think that was, that was an angel. That okay. was an angel. Yeah. And okay. you always hear that you, all, you see what you need to see. And so I always wondered to this day, what do they see? But I didn't ask them because right. I, I was 14 years old. Right. I, I had no clue what was going on. So well, that, anyway. That is one fascinating story. Girl, so, I'm glad you're so okay. So where were you when the, you said the there Midwest? Are, yeah, it was, yeah, I was in Kansas City, Missouri. And, and what year roughly? Well, I would say 1994. Okay. okay. Well. Wow, that is some crazy stuff. I don't know yeah. what to make of that, but I, I would not argue with you that could have been an angel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. Well, we love so you. Yes. <laughs> thank you so much, guys. Yeah. Have a great day. No, you thank too. you for sharing your story. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hawk and Tom, good morning. Good morning. I heard you talking psychic stories from New Orleans, and I got a great one. Okay. <laughs> Let's hear it. All right. My cousin and I went to Mardi Gras down there several years back. And we're walking around seeing the sights. He's a big old bodybuilder type, and I'm average Joe. And a guy walks up to us, and he looks at us and says, my man, he says, people tell me I got gifts, but I can tell you something. I said, okay. He says, for $20, I can tell you exactly where you got your shoes at. Okay. And I said, oh, I'm pretty interested. I said, what happens if you He said, I'll give you $20. I don't guess it. And my cousin said, don't do it. I said, I got it. I got to do it. <laughs> So he looked at me, he stood back, and he said, could you lift your feet up for a second? I lifted one up, he looked at the bottom, he walked around the back and looked down. He says, currently, you got your shoes on the corner of Bourbon and Church Street. Don't get around it. That was it. That's All right, we love you, man. <laughs> but he was right. Yeah. <laughs> he was psychic, and he took my $20. That's, so. funny, man. <laughs> That's good stuff. Right. I believe that one. He, no, he was a shyster. So <laughs> was a, yeah. It's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. 